0: This week is an extra, extra special 100th episode of this podcast. Jeff Tapia returns to conclude our discussion of Star Trek The Next Generation that we began in episode one. I have some music to play for you. Uh, we did this live on YouTube. It's amazing. It's so much fun. So let's fucking do it. 100th time, I am your host, Jesse Mercury. I'm really excited about this episode. As I said, we recorded this live on YouTube, and this time the people that were in the YouTube chat were really awesome. It was like a really cool group of people. Jeff and I talked about this after the podcast recording how we felt like the the chat this time really added to the discussion and was like an active member of the discussion. So that was really cool. That's what I've been kind of wanting out of doing these live. So I, I'm definitely going to be experimenting with that more in the future. The next one I have planned is that uh, Andy's going to come back on the show. We're going to watch The Empire Strikes Back live on YouTube. Uh, and you'll, you won't see the movie, but you'll see us and you'll hear us talking about it. So you can watch the movie at home with us and and then chat with us about it as we're watching. And we can kind of tear it apart together and, you know, say what we love, say what we notice. I don't know. I mean, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's bad things in that movie, but we'll have to figure that out because they're hard to find. Anyway, we're going to be doing that live on my YouTube channel someday soon, youtube.com slash Mercury Sci fi But let's get to the the meat and potatoes of this episode. It's the discussion of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 7. Uh, this is my all-time favorite show. I was so excited when my friend Jeff Tapia told me that she was, uh, ex- was, was watching some of it. She's like, yeah, I'm going to check out this show. I've never seen it. I'm going to watch it. I'm like, oh my God, please come on my podcast and talk to me about it. Uh, I want to know your reactions to every single thing that happens. That's kind of where this came from. And we got there. (laughs) We got all the way through every single episode and I'm so proud of us. It's been amazing. Stay tuned at the end of the episode. I have a special musical treat for you for the first time in a while. As you know, sometimes I like to perform some of my sci-fi music on the podcast. I wrote a brand new song uh, called Beam Me Away. I mean, you can guess what it's about. (laughs) But I'm going to play you an acoustic version of that at the end of the episode and tell you a little bit about the song. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And also thank you so much for listening, for hanging with me through 100 episodes. Uh, The journey is just getting started, and I'm excited to take it together so let's get into our discussion with jeff here we go
1: space the final frontier
2: these are the voyages of the starship enterprise
1: its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no one has gone before
0: Welcome to the hundredth episode of Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. We did it. You we, did did it. it. we made you it. Did it. I it didn't die you. before hundred episodes. That was the worst high five I've ever been a part of. Before to. the end Let's of this, we're gonna on. get
3: a really good one.
0: Boom! Oh my god.
3: Yikes! That was okay. kind of painful. Yeah, that hurt. Uh,
0: Legenda, we're great. We're doing great. Hey, Will. This so this is my friend Jeff Tapia. Hi. She was in the very first episode of my podcast with me. Almost two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've been talking about Star Trek The Next Generation one season at a time. Uh, ever since the first episode, so it worked yep. out perfectly to to get to 100 episodes and be on season seven and finish
3: yeah. the show. Also, that means it took it took me like two and a half years to watch
4: totally. all of
3: TNG <laughs> somehow, even though it's highly addictive. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's nice to
0: spread it out though. Yeah. I mean, I watched it with you. I rewatched it with you over that whole period because I uh, had never seen it with the mm-hmm. new special effects, like the remastered version that was put right. on Netflix, and I I loved it. I mean, it was so much fun. I yeah. uh, I just loved seeing it so fresh and crisp it was like it was like seeing it for the first time that's over just again. how
3: it looks like to me
0: yeah because totally. i've
3: never seen it any other way
0: it's just fresh and yeah crisp. it's
3: just beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful
0: well we have a special treat uh before we dive into our season seven discussion we have a special guest uh my amazing girlfriend andy l Haddif is Yay. here get in here
3: oh is that how you say your last name let's see if we can I'll have it. I guess I've never tried to say it out loud.
0: Let's see if we can all fit.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'll scooch over a little bit. There she is. There we go. There she is.
0: So Andy's become slowly. a big part of the uh, the sci-fi show recently. She's been in a bunch of episodes and Andy's like getting familiarized with sci-fi slowly as we go through and watch a whole bunch of shit together.
1: <laughs> awesome. I never knew I always knew I was a nerd, but I just like didn't know to what degree until I met Jesse. <laughs> Jesse
3: has a tendency to make people realize their full nerd yes, potential, please, I feel right. like. <laughs> I so think proud. that that's I think that that's like a thing that you do for Absolutely. sure.
0: Absolutely, that that's the happiest thing I've ever heard. I
3: never would have just done a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sean, what's up,
0: dude? Welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for hanging with us. Yeah, so,
3: welcome, guys.
0: So, Andy's actually started watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Now yeah, she's I'm in a little
1: behind. <laughs> I'm on, uh, the, I just saw the first episode of season three.
0: You saw half of it until you that's fell
1: asleep. Good. I
3: saw half until I fell asleep. <laughs> that's good. It took me a long time to get to season three.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> that next. But you, were, I was hearing that season three is like where it kind of, that's where it gets.
3: I was talking to this guy on Tinder. I don't know. Maybe he's watching. <laughs> I, but, hope so. uh, I was talking to this guy on Tinder about, uh, star Trek. And yeah, I guess that's like a general across the board. Everyone thinks that like yeah. season three is really where it starts. I can't
0: wait yeah. To I, see. I mean, I love seasons really one and good. two, but I it, mean,
3: I do now, <laughs> After yeah. finishing it, I would like to go back and watch those for two first two seasons, and just knowing what I know now, you know, yeah, like totally just seeing what I think, you know. But but yeah, the so, first two. Remember, I told you I was like having a lot of trouble. <laughs> Getting through it. Yeah, last yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. Th-
0: that's a common complaint, is that the first two seasons are a little hard to get through, but yeah. I, I love them. Like I get really into it. I yeah. mean, I love it because I know how good the show's gonna get, and the first two seasons are so awkward, and it's like the show's going through puberty.
3: <laughs> it kinda is though. I wanna get into that when we get to the last episode. Totally. Yeah, because yeah. uh there's a lot there's a lot to explore there.
4: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: <laughs> In
1: that sense,
0: yeah. Well, we're going to get yeah. into some spoilery yeah, shit, so, so we Andy, just wanted to say hi
1: to Andy. I, I I just wanted to say hi too. I'm so excited. I will be watching this on my Andy. Phone Andy
3: made a... me this tea. I,
1: I mean, I put water. She, in she the acted kettle.
3: like she acted like a, a radio PA today, and it, it, oh, it yeah. made me feel feel very special. <laughs>
1: I should have like had craft services yeah. out, and you know, yeah. Get get your free time. work
3: ethic together. I
1: know. What am I thinking, woman? <laughs>
3: Person, sorry, I didn't mean to assume no, your gender. Oh, that's
1: okay. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys have an amazing. I well, I was about to say I was going to listen, I, but I don't but think can't. I should. No, yeah. don't. So, well, well before you go, give oh, us your give us your
0: thoughts on Star Trek so far. Like, how are you feeling about it? Two seasons in.
1: Oh my god, I'm super into it. I I think um, I think I. As I get further in, it's better and better because you start to feel like you know the characters, like they're your friends and you're watching your friends have adventures in space and it's just <laughs> like, oh, this is great. Um, I love the idea of the Prime Directive. Just in life, I've been thinking about that and how to apply that in my own life, like not interfering with other people. It's just good
3: for social shit, too. Yes. Like, I'm like, you don't need to stir the pot here. Yes. Nobody needs to know your opinion. let let <laughs> let. Let this argument play out. This has nothing to do with you, bitch. Like... <laughs> stuff like that, that. that stuff yeah. Like that
1: should be the Star Trek slogan. Nothing to do with you, bitch. That's basically
3: it, though, yeah, that's right? Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, that's dude. That's like
0: emblazoned yeah. in giant pink letters be on Starfleet quarters. Stay
3: out of people, shit.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> nothing to do with you, bitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when in doubt, rock a spacesuit. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: just a speed suit. When uh, in doubt, wear a scant.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just uh, uh, the first. We're, I'm just getting glimpses of the new uniforms in right. season three. So. Oh, they're good. I'm excited they're good. about that. They start that. getting
3: real good. I like the original
0: uniforms because they're so tight. They're
3: so awkward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
3: I, I love that. I like, can see all of Jean-Luc's stuff. Oh, it's there. <laughs> it's fully present. I
1: know. Is the scant the one that's the, the sort of dress looking? Yeah. I wish that they had really like stick, stuck with that for all of the... jet Like, having men wear that and women wear... Like, I just think that would have been cool. Yeah. I, I would like
3: to have seen... like. Longer skirts on dudes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, yeah. Or, or just like something mid length. Like, when you totally. see a guy in a tunic, it's always yeah. going to be really short and like kind of futuristic. <laughs> right, right. Or like really long and like ritualistic, totally. you know? You're right. <laughs> I, I want some good, like mid length, pretty point. flowing skirts on men.
1: Wow, I know. Uh, in this universe. I, I feel
3: like it would that. be on brand. Yes. I feel like
1: it would be. <sighs> Star Trek, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sean says he uh doesn't remember what season, but he loves Star Trek Next Generation because they introduced the Borg, which is his favorite bad guy. Wow. Yeah, that's uh they introduced him in season scary. two. And then they have a yeah. the big cliffhanger at season three at the end of season three.
3: Is that the one where Jean Luc becomes shh, shh,
0: shh.
3: a pineapple? Yes. <laughs> we <laughs> should get
0: pineapple. Out here. <laughs> okay, everyone say bye to Andy. I'm Thank gonna miss you so miss much, you so for much Andy. Hi and, and hanging out on the on the for- Stream for a second. <laughs> that was a close one. Okay, yeah, shoes and socks in the
3: mouth. All right. Uh, later on, I'm going to do some Star Trek trivia with you.
0: Are you? With uh-huh. me? Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: I feel like it's a good way to spend the 100th episode, like something to do.
0: I love that idea. Um,
3: it will be brought to you courtesy of a website that I will let you know okay. when I figure out Oh, my exactly God, I'm so way. excited. But yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, I can't. Be- I can't believe that. Let's just talk about this while Andy's uh, working her way out. I can't believe that I've done a hundred of these.
3: That's I can. Crazy. It's like all you ever do. That- <laughs> I do so much other
0: shit. That's not all I ever do. Uh, but it's it's a big part of what I do.
3: Yeah, you do that a lot.
0: I do it a lot. Yeah, That's for I believe sure. It. I'm yeah. amazed
3: that it's only been a hundred.
0: <laughs> hey Nicholas, first time listening to your podcast, dude. Thanks for Welcome, joining us. Welcome, Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because like. I look back and I'm like, I have made a whole lot of these and I don't know what they're for. I don't know if anyone listens to them. I don't know if they're good, but I, I like doing it.
3: I love talking. Yeah. (laughs) So talking, I'm glad that you do these with like, have (laughs) me on here. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, if you had a podcast, what would you want to talk about?
3: Well, um, I probably would never have a podcast. Yeah. Um, but what would I want to talk about? Food probably. Hmm. But like not like in a fancy way, just like a, you know what, it's good, Doritos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of like Dan's new podcast.
3: Well, yeah, his is more fancy though. You like, think so? Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's getting fancier as it goes along. Yeah, Our friend absolutely. Dan DeRosier is making a new Check show. Check out
3: Food Babies Food podcast Babies. when it comes out. Yeah. It'll be out uh, at the beginning of next year for sure. And yeah. I'm, I'm on that podcast also. So if you think and I'm so hilarious, I. <laughs> I tell a really dirty story in I remember. It. Yeah. So. <laughs>
4: Bye,
0: Thank you, Andy. Bye. Annie. Okay. All right. Spoiler time, guys. So we're getting oh, into the spoilers for so season good. seven. So if you don't want season seven spoiled Woo, for you, bail girl. out now. Okay. What were your general thoughts about the last season of this the show? The last
3: season was one of the best seasons ever. I agree. Ever. I agree. It was so good. Um yeah. What's it called? I really just like seeing how far everyone's come, you know, and, um, and you see that, especially in the last episode, like a big, the contrast between how people started out and how people have really grown between, right. and just like being li- like in the future, like what that might evolve into. But, um, Totally. but so that's like the, that's like summing everything up really nicely. But like, yeah, I do love everything about this last season. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was just amazing. It's <laughs> a really
0: interesting way to go because yeah. they, they, It seems like as the show goes along, they try to make like bigger stakes, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, they have to kind of outdo themselves from the cliffhanger from the year before. You know,
3: it's interesting you should say that, though, because something that I was just thinking about, sorry to cut you off.
0: But <laughs> well, What I was going to say is that season seven, they yeah. seem to scale back the stakes and just focus on character. Right. Yeah. That's,
3: yes. And that's I love That's exactly that. what I was going to say. I think that's say. fantastic. Yeah. Like, um, it's really, really more of a character-driven season because they're like, you know what? And, and I've, I'm probably not even going to remember what most of the conflicts are in right. a lot of these. Right. Because I just don't feel like that's important to what's actually happening in the story at the, in this season at this totally. point in their lives. You know, like, there's always going to be a bad guy. There's always going to be some disease that's taking everyone over and, <laughs> totally. like, turning them into crazy people. There's always going to be something, you know? So, like, that's just becomes more of a norm that everyone's like, yeah, okay, cool, they're beating something, whatever. But, like, what's going on with Worf and Troy, though?
0: I know, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> there's a lot of bottle episodes where yeah. they don't leave the ship, and there's yeah. a lot of... Uh, interpersonal relationships being explored in a new way. Yeah. It, it seems like these people have all become family. And then what happens after that? You know, like, what happens once they're already family? Like, yeah. what what new interesting combinations of characters can we see? Yeah. What what things can we explore from people's backstories that we haven't touched on since seasons one or two? Uh, like, what sort of... What's the best way to say goodbye to these characters? And Because the show is very episodic. It's yeah. not, like, one long story. But I, it, for me, it's always been one long character journey. Like the whole seven seasons Absolutely. is yeah. just all these characters kind of developing and who, into who they're going to be by the end of the series. And I think that season seven really focuses on that. And when it does, it like really excels. That being said, the, there are some terrible episodes in season seven. There
3: are. I had to. I had some trouble digesting some of it. Um, yeah. And it. I kind of wish I had known that they were going to be terrible f- beforehand because I was really trying to cram. Yeah. And get these like watched before I came to do because I really wanted this to be the hundredth. Also, you know. So yeah. like <laughs> Um. So there were some where I like ended the episode. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! I have like eight hours left, and you give me that bullshit!" Like, I know. <laughs> I know there there yeah. are some
0: like series lows in season seven. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, but, S- Sub When Beverly fucks when you, a ghost and it is so that's, bad.
3: Yeah. You got, you hate that one. I, I remember you telling me that. That was bad.
0: It was bad. It was a bad episode. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, we'll get there for sure. Yeah. But I, so behind the scenes a little bit, there was uh deep space nine starts airing concurrently with next generation when next Generation's in season six. So for the last two years of next generation, all the people that are on the Star Trek team are making two shows. But then they start gearing up to make Star Trek Voyager, which aired, I think, the year after Next Generation ended. So they didn't overlap, but it came right. out right after. So then all of a sudden you have these people developing a third show. And there's a lot of people who feel that Next Generation didn't get the attention it, it deserved. Like, suffered? Yeah, in Season 7 because of that.
3: I hear that, and I raise you <laughs> the possibility that... Um, they took some risks.
0: I agree. Yeah. And
3: and that doesn't always work out. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> totally. That's why it's a risk.
0: I think that they So I, I think that with limited I feel like maybe they had less resources than they did the year before because a new show was coming, right, and maybe that's why we got so many bottle shows uh where they just don't leave the ship and it's just the whole the whole entire episode happens on the ship. There's a lot of that this season,
3: which makes for creative writing though you know
0: totally and i, I actually really have always liked bottle shows, you yeah, know me i too. i uh I kind of enjoy just dealing with our characters and not having a guest star and you know right. and there's a couple times that that happens this year, but there's also like they just like swung and missed a couple of times
3: yeah it'll happen <laughs> yeah for sure
0: like episodes that are as bad as the bad episodes in seasons one or two or worse <laughs> yeah well should we dive into it should- yeah. we're gonna go through every every episode of the season and talk about our thoughts um yeah we'll be checking in with chat throughout the episode so let's see sean Jesse, says i love all
3: the things star trek do you ever do a star wars podcast by the way are either of you excited for the last jedi well, that last question is a big resounding that's a yes big fuck yeah i've yeah. done a lot of
0: star wars episodes i star wars and star trek are the things I cover the most on my show mm-hmm. uh i've like when rogue one came out i did an episode when force awakens came out i did two episodes about no three episodes about that i think uh, I've done on my other show, Sci Fi on Trial, we did the Trial of the Phantom mm-hmm. Menace.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: uh, I
3: just rewatched the original trilogy and yeah. I have the non. Uh, uh, special Non-fucked edition up version. yeah specialized yeah, yeah, yeah. Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. edition but like from when it came out like the one run of VHS oh. that they did for oh them. the vhs Fuck. Yeah. yeah so that's cool. i have a vhs player or a, a, a tape player as we used to call them when i was <laughs> a kid but i have a vhs player so i was i watched all three of them in a row and that's why i was asking all those droid questions remember <laughs> on facebook did you see that at no, all No, i didn't see I that i was like so wait are they our slaves? Like, cause (laughs) yeah, totally. (laughs) And like, cause it had been like a decade, but anyway, I'm, I love star Wars also. Like that is something that, you know, I'm not as big of a nerd as Jesse is, but that's something that I love. So (laughs) I'm definitely excited for the last Jedi.
0: Yeah. I really can't wait for that. Yeah. And then he asks, what's your favorite episode or episodes of next generation? Mine has to be best of both worlds or the one where Lore was leading the Borg. Um, that's interesting because that's the first episode of season seven. That's Best the of
3: both worlds. Or yeah. Best Lord? of both
0: worlds is, uh, uh, that's the Borg, uh, thing with Picard where Picard is taken over.
3: Oh, oh, that, okay. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Cutest
0: of Borg. Yeah. I mean, for me, like honestly, the very last episode is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I me too I the last So episode. far,
3: I mean, I just finished watching it Like the second that <laughs> yeah. I walked in the door That's when it was like You done. like
0: walked in teary-eyed And I was like all <laughs> teary-eyed
3: um, But it's hard for me to pick my favorite episodes That's a big question, Sean Um, yeah. Because, I don't know, like there's so many good ones Probably any of the Data episodes You can all go ahead and um, eliminate any of the Holodeck episodes None of those are going to be my favorite and uh, What
0: about a Data holodeck episode? What about when they do the
3: Doesn't redeem it okay. <laughs> I, I, I love Data and those make that He makes them the more tolerable yeah. Holodeck episode
0: Like the Sherlock Holmes episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it, it's so good <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just hate it I'm sorry, I tried I don't even know why they Again, this season Again, they use that goddamn holodeck And again, it tries to murder them Like, totally. why do you guys keep going in there? <laughs>
0: yeah, totally <laughs> i don't mind it i mean i don't know i would take the risk of using the holodeck because it's so cool so it makes sense to me that they keep going back in
3: i guess so i mean it's powerful oh, technology
0: axon media i believe that's justin also hello justin what about barkley on the holodeck i, I do love, love barkley, barkley. On the
3: uh, wait bark that was hilarious
0: yeah yeah so good
3: that was fun there's an exception to every rule, though. Totally. I mean, but it's still not going to be my favorite episode. One yeah. and in my favorite episodes,
0: I mean, several of my favorites are actually in this season. I have favorites in every season. I would need to sit down with like a chart and a, like some science and a, a map or something to figure to out like what like my a, favorite episode. You're gonna of this have show to is. do a
3: supplemental uh, um, uh, Patreon podcast. Oh yeah, we, like, about my favorite episodes. It. Yeah, that's
0: a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I might do that, but I cool. Might not. We'll see.
3: Wow. <laughs> I want to do that.
0: I want to so do that. So out of Whether the two
3: co- outcomes, yeah, One you, is you it might... happening, the other <laughs> yeah. is it not happening. I, I would
0: love to do that. If Got I it. if I have time to, I will do that. It's really cool. For yeah. sure. Okay, so season seven starts with Descent Part 2, which we actually talked about last time, but we'll just touch on it briefly. Yeah. This is the one... Because I loved,
3: I loved it so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the one where... Uh, I mean, I'm actually uh, yeah, I'm you, not as wild about, about Descent Part yeah. 1 or Part 2, but this is uh, the... Looking at Memory Alpha, the um, Star Trek Wikipedia, here's the synopsis. Picard tries to free data from Lore's control. The Enterprise battles the Borg ship. So the Enterprise battling the Borg ship, that's when Doctor Crusher's in command. And I love that stuff.
3: I love Dr. Crusher yeah. in command <laughs> so much. I know, if you I love listen it. to the last episode that I was on, I I just talk about it a lot I yeah love it. I love her in command
0: so the She's big great the big deal from this episode is that at the end of it Data gets an emotion chip uh, and then
3: but he can only feel hate
0: well that's anger. because that's because Laura's like tricking him yeah I but know, remember it's in the end up. he like gets Laura's emotion chip
3: but he almost throws it away yeah and Jordy tells Geordie him to keep it Jordy keeps it for yeah. him because he's like I'm your friend man
1: Data you've wanted emotions your whole life
2: But emotions are responsible for what I did to you. I would never risk letting that happen again. My friendship with you is too important to me.
1: Data. I wouldn't be very much of a friend if I let you give up on a lifelong dream, would I? Maybe someday.
0: When you're ready. I mean, the prevailing theory out there... For the last episode, is that Data has used this emotion chip because he says about his his maid that she makes him laugh. Uh, so I wait, think. Wait, okay,
3: we can't keep talking about the last episode. <laughs> well, we're just talk,
0: just talking about like the arc of the. But I thought about show. that. Yeah. yeah. So wait. I think basically the implication is that sometime after this episode, and you know Jeff hasn't seen uh, right. any of the movies yet, so we're just going off what's in the show. Uh, the- yeah,
3: I I I I agree that that is implied because yeah. he said that is when my ears per- perked up um, yeah. all of a sudden in that scene. He was like, "Oh, she's always made me laugh." And I was like, "Data, you laugh yeah. now?"
0: And the the well we'll get to that later, but his performance of that seems much more emotional. So it seems like at some point the Data from that future in this episode Well, just
3: even in the way he sits, though. I thought that it was interesting that he was sitting cross-legged, like, you know, like with, you know, he looked much more like a human being, you know, in that, in those scenes. So, I mean, I know that he's always growing and changing and that's part of his neural net makeup. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, like, it's not that I dislike this episode, it's just that I, uh, I find lore so interesting and they just did not really. They didn't use him. Explain well. what he was doing. Besides, he just wants power and control, and just wants to fuck with people. But they didn't really set up why he was doing it or how it came about, and all those things I f- I thought would have been a more interesting story than right. what we saw on screen. So I was a little little disappointed by it. Right. Um, hey, Paulo, what's what's up? <laughs> How's it going?
3: Effing lore again.
0: I know, fucking lore. Waynezy, what's up, dude? Welcome, welcome. Uh, Sean says, data rocks. So does lore, and. And Data's and Lore's dad, can't spell his name, Dr. Soong, uh, his, Brent, his name, Brent Spiner, is a great actor. I remember him on an old show called Night Court. That's right. He was on Night Court. Totally. Night Court. Yeah, he was a recurring guest star on Night oh, Court. Oh, cool. That's where a lot of people saw him first.
3: Cool. I, yeah. know, I know Brent Spiner uh, from ID4, Independence Day.
0: Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so good yeah. in that. Uh, I met Brent Spiner. I've told that story at some point yeah. on the show. But it was very yeah, exciting. Yeah, stop bragging. I will never stop bragging about me and <laughs> Brent Spiner. <laughs> okay, episode two. Uh, as alien dignitaries visit the ship, Picard's shuttle crashes on a desolate planet where he meets a woman who has been stranded there for seven years.
2: You should love me now. We're together. We depend on each other. I know more about you. Love
3: me, like
0: Picard crashed lands on this ship, and this woman is pretending she's trying to help him, but very obviously trying to keep him locked away in yeah. this ship and it's very creepy. doesn't
3: he have like a thing in him, like in his chest or something? I'm trying to I vaguely remember yeah that he had rings some kind a of bell. An injury or something shoot,
0: yeah, well, ba- basically, there's these aliens who are pretending to be things they aren't in order to test the crew, and this uh-huh. is part of that like there's also these aliens on the ship who are like ones trying to get wharf mad so he can see his emotions
3: yeah that was a real dick move yeah i thought that that was very sneaky i don't like that you shouldn't treat people like that
0: yeah i mean i <laughs> yo evan's here what's up evan Hey,
3: Evan.
0: <laughs> congratulations on your hundredth episode very cool that it's come for circle yeah. two years later to you two talking about STNG again here's to 100 more awesome dude welcome so glad you're here uh restriction field to help heal his ribs thank you justin yeah so that's that's what was happening
3: that's what was happening
0: yeah so I like this episode just fine but it's a little slow and uh, it took a while yeah I really like the end I really like the idea that these aliens have been abusing our crew the whole time but in the end our crew is willing to say oh I understand that you're just trying to learn and you're going about it a different way and what you've done would be akin to a crime in our culture but you're from a different culture and we have to give you the benefit of the doubt and, and still have positive relations yeah that's cool yeah I like that
3: yeah um you met brent spiner jesse i'm jealous yeah stop bragging (laughs) he was very nice um but what's it called yeah that that is cool um i liked that episode but yeah it was a little bit slow um the lady in it was trying to annoy me (laughs) i was like dude come on just let him go
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i you know i don't have too much to say about this one me neither next up is uh interface episode three LaForge uses a virtual reality probe to explore a wrecked ship inside a gas giant, but he's preoccupied by the disappearance of his mother's ship.
3: I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- no, I started damn, watching here? it a while ago, um, yeah. like after the the last episode that I did with you, and then I didn't watch it after like five episodes. So some of these I'm like trying to like.
0: <laughs> yeah. This one is, uh, this is another one that I feel is okay, but like not that special or memorable. I mean, it's actually Fuck kinda... you, Daniel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you.
0: Uh, wubba lubba dub dub indeed, sir. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I feel like the whole subplot about Jordy's mom has died, but he doesn't believe it because he's seeing her in these visions. It's really awkward. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable plot. And he, like everyone else is trying to tell him that his mom is dead, but he's seeing her and believes she's alive. Yeah. But I, I believe she is actually dead, you know, the whole time. And it's just Me kind too. of a... It's just kind of a bummer, you know. It, it is. It's like a rough way to lose a parent.
3: <sighs> yeah, but you know, it's also really real, you know, like. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. It, it made me sad, I guess.
0: <laughs> I uh <sighs> I do like getting to see Jordy's eyes in this episode because when he's interfaced with the probe that he's like I mean, they they show him like walking around this other ship, but he's really a probe looking around. Right. Interface with it. That stuff
3: was cool. I loved yeah. that tech. That was really cool.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. But besides that, I, uh, you know, I feel like I know what they were trying to go for with this one, but I didn't really feel the emotion of it. So yeah. for me, there's like a little bit of a slump in the beginning of season seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those two episodes mm-hmm. included, but we're like very much out of the slump in episode four, which is Gambit part one. Uh, while investigating Picard's apparent death, Riker is captured by pirates pillaging Romulan archaeological sites. Let's let's do these two together. So let's the, yeah do, uh, this
3: this is where it starts getting real good.
0: Yeah. So episode yeah. five is part two. Picard and Riker try to find out what the pirates want while the Enterprise pursues them. Uh, yeah, I I adore these episodes. Like these are this two parter is one of my favorite two parters of the show. Like the whole idea of getting to see this kind of. Underbelly of the universe Is yeah. really fun Where- Also
3: I just love How everyone's like Haha I'm not who I say I am Like yeah. three different people
0: <laughs> Yeah totally Yeah like everyone on that ship Is not it's who they say a they are freaking
3: faker Like everyone's just a faker
0: Yeah I really liked The production design <laughs> Of the ship Like the, the pirate ship And actually the the woman who was the guest star, let's see, what's this actress's name?
3: The Romulan Rob- lady? Robin
0: Curtis, I believe, is her name. Yeah. Um, she plays a character in several of the Star Trek movies. Let's see. I, it's, I'm sure it's Robin Curtis. Thank
3: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: My lipstick is in sun.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really like that. This is another one where they're like searching for an ancient device. Right. I love that kind of shit. I know I love you how you a it bit. ended
3: up being It does it does annoy me, but there was a lot more going on in this than th- like we were saying before like it's more about the character development. So right. like I did like how it ended up being a weapon. That was like no, you have to like um like the person, like the um, target, has to be like trying to fight you if you're right, right. If, if it's gonna work, if you, you let know? go
0: of your anger, yeah, it can't it hurt can't you. It can't
3: hurt you. Yeah,
0: I thought that was such a cool that idea. That was really cool. Yeah, I liked I, that a lot. I really liked um, seeing these different personalities come out of our main crew, especially with Card. Yeah, I, I think I think Galen was the name that he was using.
3: Galen, I think so. Yeah, and
0: I wonder if like Galen is like. If Picard went on a chat room and he wanted to be anonymous, like, that's his persona, is Galen, you know?
3: (laughs) Like, he's been using it for years.
0: If he
2: has nothing to give us, we should kill him now and be done with it. Everybody seems to recognize that fact
0: except you. I don't need a consensus to run this ship, Galen. Nicholas says, I just realized how great your shirt is. Andy gave me this shirt. I love this shirt. It's a
3: great shirt. It's
0: it's an amazing Star Trek shirt. it's very good. Um, Yeah, so, I mean... I have like no complaints about this one. I love seeing Riker be all you know bratty. It's
3: so less. It's so much less surprising from him, though. I feel like I've seen him be like that before. You know, he's always doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's trying
3: to instigate a fight. You know, totally. But but Picard like being like a slimy dude like <laughs> it it's really so fun new. yeah yes, you've never so seen really that cool. before yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> there's a couple moments this season where you see sides of Picard you've never seen and i love that they're doing that yeah. like this deep in the show easton what's up dude welcome uh okay let's see moving on also oh, i really Allie? liked that welcome, I,
3: I really liked the romulan lady too yeah she was a really she she acted that part really well and i i really liked it
0: totally i i loved how Riker and Picard both found ways to kind of, uh, join like join the crew. You know, like mm-hmm. make the crew trust them and find ways to find Ooh. a purpose among this crew.
3: Yes, that and and like it worked. You know, yeah. like uh, because they're both, oh, natural leaders. <laughs> you just uh, hit yourself in the face. It's <laughs> my lipstick. Okay. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> okay, great. Good. It's great. Um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I like how. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, that's okay
0: (laughs) you can talk uh, about that on here that's fine i got a little high ali loves your lipstick too
3: thank you um (laughs) what's it called uh i love i always talk about this in almost every episode but i love how the training kicks in with chain of command stuff and how Mm. nobody blows their secret when they're on the enterprise you know they're just like they're just like Okay, I guess this is what we're doing now, and like they, nobody blows anybody's cover, right? And they just act like they're being hijacked, and totally. nobody says, "John Luke, what are you doing?" You yeah, know? <laughs> like
0: it happens again yeah. in uh, the second to last episode with Roe, where they they just trust each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I mean, in that case, it wasn't necessarily deserved, but yeah, they, they all trust each other, and then they can use a look to tell each other what to do. Yeah. And I love that so much. Yeah,
3: it's so good. They're like a family. It's been seven years of them, like, fighting side by side, you know, even though they're not really fighters, but, you know.
0: Totally. But they fight a lot.
3: I know. Isn't that weird? It's an exploration vessel, and they're always fighting people. (laughs) There's a lot of
0: nasty dudes out there.
3: (laughs) 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 But, yeah, anyway, I guess it'd be a pretty boring show if they weren't. But um,
0: Yeah. I mean, there's this complaint levied against Star Trek a lot where the the crew don't argue like the crew don't have interpersonal issues uh so all the drama has to come from outside of the crew right which i don't even think is necessarily that true but it's something that star trek discovery is trying to do away with and i think that it is an awkward way to work a star trek show i think like seeing people get along is so cool
3: like you never see that on right we don't need more conflict on a team we need (laughs) we need you know we need to see people getting along, yeah. Like yeah. we need it's a thing that could happen, especially in a race a race, sorry, in in a future that's like supposedly more utopian than totally. our current future.
0: Yeah, it's like people when they get mad, they're willing to say, I'm upset and I'm I'm sorry that I let that you know. <laughs> I'm gonna go, go see the
3: counselor because this person made me really mad.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I I I love Troy's character because of that like mm-hmm. because she is the person who can kind of absorb and you know stop all of these negative feelings yeah. that are happening around her it's, really she, it's really she at least cool. encourages
3: people to understand each other for sure
0: yeah uh sean asked about uh the orville which i actually really 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 like i haven't yeah, seen the doctor that. from voyager was on the orville i've been watching the show i love it I,
3: I want to i just haven't started it
0: it's like it's like uh uh what's his name seth, what seth what, McFarlane. Yeah. it's like he's I mean, I, I see in this show, like, someone like me who has always wanted to be on Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> and he has the resources to make his own show that's just like it and put himself in it.
3: That's awesome.
0: Plus dick and fart jokes. So it's, it's really, I really like it.
3: It's a pet project.
0: Yeah. It's a little, it's a little hit or miss, but, <laughs> yeah. like, when it's good, it's, it's great. I, I really enjoy it. Okay, next up, we've got... I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Episode six, Phantasms. The crew helps Data investigate whether his dream program begins suddenly generating nightmares. Meanwhile, Picard attempts to avoid attending a boring Starfleet banquet.
3: <laughs> That's a hell of a beast story. I love that. I know. <laughs>
0: I know. It's crazy. But yeah, so like basically something's going wrong with the ship, and yeah. it's also being manifested in Data. Where he's starting to have these crazy nightmares that are so intense.
3: Yeah. Isn't somebody like trying to murder him or whatever? Well, he
0: stabs Troy because he, sta- he was like cutting a cake in his nightmare.
3: <laughs> and, then, and then she had like a little mouth.
0: This little mouth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Justin loves this one. I yeah. love this episode. This
3: one's messed this up. This episode is
0: really <laughs> creepy and scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get like Crusher drinking out of Riker's head with a straw. You get oh, like the phone inside yeah, of Data's body. That, that was
3: so weird. Uh, yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I this is this like goes darker than the show tends to go.
3: Yeah, like they go
0: this dark every once in a while, like season.
3: But it's always like, Ooh. like season <laughs>
0: one when they they fight those crazy monsters that are in ah. like they they like uh, what's that guy's name. I don't remember. You remember when like those those bugs that are in people's heads in season one, and then there's like the mother that's yeah. living inside Ooh. of that one dude, and they like shoot him, and he explodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty gross. But total
3: Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Cellular peptide cake with mint frosting says yeah. Justin. Yeah, yeah. I I think that every time they go into Data's psyche, they do like really cool things with it.
3: It's really cool. I I love all the Data episodes though.
0: Yeah, me too, for sure.
3: Um, but yeah, uh, the imagery that they use to like convey a dream in that is really good, and I, and it's like more realistic than a lot of like dream sequences in a lot of different shows. You know, I feel like like how the scene just changes suddenly and it, like yeah. doesn't surprise Data because it's his dream. Totally, you know? dream like, logic. Yeah, it's yeah. dream logic. Um, so it's it's really they do a really good job at portraying that. I think,
1: Mister Data,
2: what kind of cake is this? It is a cellular peptide cake
1: with met frosting. Cellular peptides. That's exactly what the creatures are extracting.
0: Will someone answer that damn ringing? Dan says that Justin and I are watching this on the projector and y'all look great on the big screen. Oh, thanks
3: for saying a bunch of stuff about how I look and not, you know, about the content of the podcast. I don't mind. I'm just kidding. You know, you know, I love it when people talk about how I look. I know.
0: <laughs> I know.
3: I tried to do that really quickly, but it didn't work. I, uh,
0: I love how they, they set up last season that Data was going to start dreaming and they...
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> uh, they,
0: they set up last season how Data dreams now and then they mention it a bunch Throughout the rest of the show. Because
3: it's part of what he does now. He yeah, a dream totally. Program, and he's like, should I run the dream program? Like, yeah. I think I will.
0: And I love the fact that he yeah. has nightmares. I mean, what a what a great idea for a story. It's something I don't know. It's so obvious, but I don't know if I would have thought of it. Yeah. Like, what if like Data all starts having these crazy nightmares now?
3: Always? Gosh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin
0: says, all thanks to Bashir. Uh, Bashir. Yeah, Bashir was in the episode where Data activated his his dreaming circuitry, right? Oh, In season six. I believe right, that's correct. Right, right, right. Yes. That's ringing a bell.
3: That happened.
0: Oh, Sean is talking about Lol, Data's daughter. Yeah, that episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Her name is Lol. It's like LOL. <laughs> but I think it's spelled <laughs> She did make me L-A-L-L? laugh a lot. I think it's
3: L-A-L-L, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I love this episode. I mean, the this is stuff where it feels like the show's kind of firing on all cylinders. Like, the, the actors are so comfortable. <laughs> the... Uh, You are distracting me so much. I'm trying to form a complete sentence. Stop it. (laughs) I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I don't even know what I was saying. I
3: shouldn't get high before I come to these things. We're learning these things (laughs) now.
0: All right. Moving on. Dark page... Waxana Troy visits the Enterprise, but she's preoccupied by a dark secret she has carried for years.
3: I had cr- I cried real tears in this one. So did I. My like, I was like laying on my stomach, watching it on my phone, and there's like little like teardrops on my phone. <laughs> like I was like, that is so sad. I'm yeah. gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's this so is really one good. that
0: I didn't like as a kid. And then coming back to as an adult, I cried.
3: Yeah, dude. I was like,
0: "This is so good."
3: Well, we're like at an age where our friends have kids, you know. Like, totally. it's like real, you know. Like, yeah. damn, that would suck. I feel so bad for Luxana in this too. And yeah. Guest yeah. starring Kirsten Dunst. Thank you, Justin. She was That's so true. Good. Yeah. She's she's a really good actress.
0: You think so? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have like almost no opinion on that at all. Really? I've never disliked her. You're
3: not a you're not a Bring It On fan. I've never seen it. <laughs> I figured out what my podcast is going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? It's just called Discussing Bring It On for an Hour Every Week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the title needs work, but I think the concept is <laughs> okay, solid. <cool. laughs> yeah, so basically we discover that... Uh, that- Deanna Troy had a sister that she never knew about because she died, and yeah. her mom has kept this a secret. Her mom blames herself. It was yeah. an accident where her sister a horrible died. Horrible accident. Yes. Yeah. It
3: also, in Eternal Sunshine, I was going to mention that actually. Yeah, uh, I Kristen did like Kristen Dun- Dunst. Yeah, in that movie. she's really she's just a good actress, and I, I liked her
0: in the Spider Man movies just fine, but yeah, oh, yeah the I, third Spider Man movie I forgot was so about bad. that. Um. Yeah. So Troy discovers that she had this sister that she never knew about, but it's really interesting how Troy is so composed throughout this whole thing because she's kind of holding it together so her mom will get the support she needs right uh right. which i really loved
3: right i feel i i relate a lot to that because um i hope my mom's not watching but my mom sometimes has like stress issues and stuff like that And there's a lot of emotional labor that comes uh into go that goes into calming <laughs> her down and stuff like she's she's got heart mm. issues and like you know, I actually really related to this one on a personal level. Just trying cool. to keep my mom in check, and then like, you know, sometimes feeling like it's uh, it's a lot for me, but I have to like keep my composure. And anyone who does a lot of emotional labor in their lives can probably relate to that also. Yeah. Like,
0: there's something so real about like when someone ne- close to you is hurting mm-hmm. the the desire to like put down anything you're feeling and just help them. Right. And deal with it later. Yeah. And it was, I I love that Troy does that in this episode. It's so cool.
3: It's just so hard when it's somebody that you care about. Like Troy often helps people and and not that she doesn't care about those people, but they're, they're not family, you know? So like when, when there's somebody that you really care about and you feel their pain, but you have to just set it aside and do what you can to help that person. It's like, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, thank
0: you. (laughs) I, you, I always wanted to hear Troy's Troy's mom's manservant speak and say, you rang? Because he's Lurch. Is he? <laughs> yeah, Lurch in the Addams Family movies. Oh, is it
3: really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I also love that this is the only time we ever see a serious Loxana Troy. Yeah. She's always been so, like, buoyant. Yeah. And joyous. And she's always just like, so chatty and so energetic and such a strong, powerful character. Yeah. Just to see her break down and she and actually like goes into like a coma of pain in this, yeah. in this episode.
3: And she's so guarded, like as uh-huh. a character that like even her subconscious was like, No, dude, get out of here. Like, I don't want help. Leave me alone. Yeah,
0: which is crazy because like- she's <laughs> the most open person we've ever yeah. seen on the show. Like, she has no boundaries except for this one thing that she's locked away so tight that yeah. even like as an empath, no one else knows about it. Uh, on like a planet of empaths like it's something that she's just kind of hidden from herself so that right. it wouldn't be present
3: that is just some repressed memory shit right yeah. there like
0: I, I would imagine that if you if you live in a society where everyone can hear each other's thoughts because you know i mean troy is only half Beta Zoid, so she's empathic but i i believe full Beta Zoids can read each other's thoughts as well so like yeah. just being on the planet you know everyone knows everything about everybody Ugh, else that
3: must be so loud
0: I know, right? <laughs> but but can, I, it makes the whole episode work so well to know like how deep she would have had to lock this down to keep it a secret from her family and from uh, even herself at this point. It's like she's almost—it's like something from a bad dream. It yeah, seems it's, like
3: it's a full-on repressed memory. That's like a thing that people do. Totally it's messed up.
0: Justin, I totally agree. She has some great serious moments with Odo and DS Nine. That's such a good episode. When and- sh- sorry, are you going to watch DS Nine now? I. We'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. She also has
3: some great moments in TNG, though. Like, anytime she's had to be serious, I was always very impressed. But it's never for, like, almost a whole episode like that, you know?
0: Totally. Yeah. I mean, she's a really great actress. Like, she's the first lady of Star Trek. Yeah. And I... I really appreciate that the last time they bring her back for this show, they do something like really intense with yeah, it. Yeah,
3: that's awesome.
0: Because she's always like, she's always looking for a man whenever she comes to the Enterprise. You know, there's been so many episodes where she shows up and she's just like looking for a man. There was an episode called Manhunt that was yeah. about her looking for a man. <laughs> but this is like her dealing with real trauma and it's that's yeah. really effective. Yeah. You loved absolutely. her telling Riker off, Paula? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and she she got real with him too. She's like, she's like, all you ever do is mess with my kid. Like, leave her alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Oh
0: yeah, that moment was great. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she
3: she would have found somebody if it hadn't been for you, just like hovering around, totally <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, girl, tell it.
0: Which is like kind of true. Yeah, you know, for real. And they really go into that this season. They with Worf. really do. Oh, what? We'll get there. I, oh. I know, I love it. I love it. I <laughs> love it so much. Justin says Major Barrett is the original number one. That's true. On the uh, on the pilot of the Star Trek series. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. She was she was number one.
3: That's awesome. It's
0: very cool. I was uh, yeah.
3: That's dope.
0: Yeah, it was super cool. I love that. There's no like number one throughout the show. I mean Spock is the science officer and the first officer, but in the in the pilot, which takes place before Kirk even had the ship. Uh, it wasn't even aired originally. Right. Um, she was number one in that episode, and then they they cut that up and put it into episodes of the show that they released later as like flashbacks, as a way to save money. But uh, they did a really good job of it. So that's cool. It's really it's really cool. You should watch the original series. I dude. don't think I will. I just watched an episode <laughs> of Babylon Five recently where Major Barrett was in it because uh, there was this sort of feud between DS Nine and Babylon Five, and it was sort of a peace offering. That, oh, really? Like the first lady of Star Trek appeared on Babylon Five. Oh, wow. She was. It was weird because like the part it wasn't like a very meaty part uh and i'm and she was very kind of deadpan the whole time and i'm so used to seeing her be so vibrant <laughs> yeah but i don't know it's still cool to see her okay moving on next episode episode 8 is attached after escaping imprisonment on an alien world Picard and Beverly find that their thoughts are connected by brain implants
3: <laughs> so good i this love is, this one
0: this is one of my favorites of the season for I sure i
3: love it So much good stuff. I like... Imagine having to read somebody's thoughts all the time. And like, there's a point in it when she think something and Picard gets like annoyed with her and she's like, okay, but I didn't say it. Like, you know, like you can't hold me responsible. You can't hold me responsible <laughs> for that. Cause I didn't say it, you know, like, yeah. um, that's just how it has to work, you know, yeah. like basically. And he's like, you're right. Like you couldn't help but think the thing that you thought, like you have no control over that.
0: Yeah. There's totally a difference um, between thinking something and saying something. Yeah.
3: And, and so I like that she had to like mention that difference, you know, and we had to, you know, me, it, as well, like, I was like, well, yeah, there is a difference between thinking something and saying something. And, yeah. you know, I like that she drew that line and um, it, they just adapted to it fairly quickly. And I thought, I was really, I just really like how they did that. In
0: this totally. Episode. Yeah. So as as Picard and and Crusher slowly start to hear each other's thoughts they do such a good job of explaining the mechanics of what's happening and Mm -hmm. how much they can hear and whether or not it's coming and going or if it's just there all the time they just did such a good job of presenting all the the weird sci-fi elements of this story Mm -hmm. which then leads up to this huge emotional moment where Picard reveals that he's been in love with her this whole time
2: why didn't you ever tell me you were in love with me
1: you were married to my best friend First, I thought it was harmless infatuation. Something hormonal rather than emotional.
2: Then when the months went by and the three of us began spending more time together... I realized that it was something else, and it wasn't right.
3: I am so glad that they finally addressed that. I know, me too. Because, like, the, that tension kind of goes away for a few seasons, I feel totally. like. Totally, yeah. Like, they really leaned into it in the first couple, mm-hmm. I feel like. And then they were like, okay, we're not going to talk about that for a while. Um, so I'm glad that they finally addressed that in this final season and, like, didn't just leave us hanging, you right. know, like, with that. At least they, like did something with it.
0: Yeah. Hey um, Swaggernaut, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, one of my favorite things is that uh it's not it's not Crusher that's been carrying a flame for Picard. It's the other way around. Because mm-hmm. in the first season they make it seem like Crusher has this massive crush on Picard yeah, which and he's like, shutting it down. So
3: typical. Yeah. Like you but see then, it yeah. all the time. Totally. And I'm glad that they changed it. I mean they made it so that it was about Picard feeling guilty because his best friend was married to the person that, you know, he fell in love with. And like, right. you know, when he died, you know, that must have been so hard because you're what What are you going to do? Move in on your dead best friend's lady? Like, yeah. it's messed up, you know, like, and he probably felt really bad about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Just so he really just really like, loved all of that.
0: He just like closes out that part of his like emotions for her and yeah. just refuses to acknowledge it. Until she finds out because she gets to look in his brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean.
3: And he goes for it at the end of the he episode. He goes for it. Totally. He's like, you know, like I may as well. And she's like, Ooh, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: Yeah. I love yeah. everything about it. I, I think it's so cool.
3: Yeah.
0: It's it's definitely not what you would expect. It, it casts their whole relationship in a different light that actually helps it make more sense than it mm-hmm. ever made before. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just really good writing that ties their relationship together in a way that I is so satisfying for me
3: yeah I, I loved it yeah I love she's such a good actress yeah I really love her I do
0: Justin says get your shit together Kesprit that's the planet that they're on where there's like these two sides of the planet that hate each other
3: god they were being so annoying yeah and I'm like both of your towns suck like yeah. chill out and they really messed up their chances to get into the Federation too. That was some totally dumb bullshit they were trying to pull.
0: I don't think they allow whiny jerks in yeah, the Federation. Like, serious,
3: like they they were trying to put their best foot forward, but all they did was act all hella paranoid and weird the entire time. It's totally like, you guys. We're definitely not calling you back. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Paula says I enjoyed the way they called out that planet for immature and paranoid leadership. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. i love that they had the guy in his quarters with all these crazy devices yeah dude that he was, that was
3: bonkers yeah. i would not want to hang out with somebody like that no and he like <laughs> doesn't trust anybody or yeah. any of their
0: devices uh yeah i mean who wrote this one? Oh, this was written by nicholas sagan who's carl sagan's son mm-hmm. i think he wrote a couple this season cool and directed by jonathan frakes cool who's Riker? uh yeah th- I mean, this is like the prime a really great example of why I love season seven so much is because they do these types of episodes where you get to, you get to have these main characters tell you what they've been thinking and feeling this whole time that they've never told you before. Yeah. It's so special. It's great.
3: And it's such a good way to get a lot said in one, (laughs) in one episode too. Totally. Which is, you know, I like that as a writing device in this universe.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin says, did you know that Gakes McFadden also did the choreography in Labyrinth? Yes. I have heard that. Dancing Doctor. Yeah.
3: That is so cool. I love her even more now.
0: Yeah, Sean says uh, I can't think of the guy who played the part, but I was like, "Q, that's uh, John Delancey." He was like Loki, totally. Yeah. Yeah, laughing yeah. him just fucking with the crew, totally.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely, I agree. I you you were really lukewarm on Q at, force, at yeah,
3: first. Yeah, I, I like him a lot now.
0: I said it forced.
3: Yeah, that's cool. All I right. understood. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you uh, you had the issue I with him being like a him god in the force character, place,
3: but. <laughs> i like him now um yeah but i've grown a lot since since then i don't I don't really have that much of an issue with that probably doing these podcasts helped me realize that
0: hmm. <laughs> um, plus he's written better and better as the series yeah, goes along
3: absolutely oh he's great in the last episode he's too. so good i can't wait to talk about.
0: i know him. i'm so excited yeah. <laughs>
3: uh
0: okay next up episode nine force of nature <laughs> Paula says, use the forced, Jesse. <laughs> uh, okay, force of nature. Investigating the forced disappearance in of several ships. The Enterprise discovers two scientists who claim that warp drive is destructive to the fabric of subspace. The
3: global warming episode. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. how I see totally. it. Totally. Yeah. That's absolutely
0: what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like this thing that you've been doing that you never thought twice about has environmental repercussions that are very dangerous yeah. that we need to... Be thinking about
3: yeah, absolutely. So climate yeah, change
0: climate change, change in, in space. space. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing that comes out of this is the warp restrictions, which are in place throughout the rest of the series.
3: It's that's so real to me. They're uh-huh. like, well, we're not going to stop using warp, so <laughs> yeah. So we'll just put some restrictions on it.
0: Yeah, we'll mitigate the risk a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're still using garbage, but if we recycle some of it, we're yeah, better. You know,
3: that's to me is just so like. Uh, timely. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I I am not wild about the melodrama of this episode because there's like yours. there's yeah. the the brother and sister team and the sister sacrifices herself to dude, get her point she across. She needed to chill
3: out. Like, yeah, I, I guess I guess it needed to happen to move the plot along or something. But
0: yeah, um, I it bothered me that the crew wasn't willing to listen until she killed herself. You know, it doesn't. Well, that's it why seem...
3: Jordy has this whole crisis over that. He's like, damn, dude. Yeah. Like, I should have said something or I should have at least been like chill about listening hearing her out, you know.
0: Yeah. It didn't seem like our characters, you know. It yeah. It, it seemed like they would have listened to her more. There's this whole was defensiveness ridiculous... from Jordy also. I mean Jordy's like the chief engineer, so he's yeah. a little defensive when someone tells him like That's not this, the first
3: time he's been like that.
0: Yeah, like this thing that you are in charge of could be harmful to everybody. Hey Jamieson, what's up, dude? Sci fi Saturday. I like it.
3: Ooh. Cool hashtag. <laughs>
0: Justin says, "I always wondered about what happens to the trilithium waste produced by warp reactors." Yeah, man, don't we all?
3: I guess we just don't talk about it, just like now.
0: <laughs> it probably smells like farts.
3: I feel like it would probably taste like strawberries or something delicious. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I if don't think you, you should eat it,
0: eat trilithium yeah, that's, waste. Pro- that's what makes <laughs> it
3: even worse. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dana, yeah. welcome. Hi, Dana. How's it going? Okay, uh, so I do like I do like the whole plot of warp restrictions, mm-hmm. and I don't remember this being touched on in other shows. I think that maybe at some point they just solved this problem, because I, I mean, Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, but this about this, but like I don't remember them talking about this on DS9 or on Voyager. I mean, on Voyager, like they're shot across the galaxy and they're just trying to get home. Like that's the premise of the show. Uh, so. They're well, just like the, going at max warp the whole time. I well, think in
3: the seventh, uh, uh, see, in the end of the seventh season, yeah, uh, the last episode, even the twenty-five years later flash forwards,
0: the warp thirteen,
3: they they go crazy fast,
0: yeah,
4: and they're not so they supposed to go past like five. So I'm thinking
3: yeah. they solved it. That was the first thing that I thought of, totally, because they were for the rest of the season they were really good about. The warp restrictions, it gets mentioned several times. Many
0: times. Yeah. Which is super they're cool. Like,
3: they're like, We got permission to go like at, to like warp eight or whatever. And yeah. Like, cool, let's do it. Um totally. So, um,
0: I really enjoyed that. I'm so glad they only did it for one season Yeah, because that would have gotten so old. It's yeah. like, Oh my God, this massive thing is happening. We have permission to go warp eight. Let's do it. You know, yeah, instead of exactly. just like warp eight engage. It, yeah. It would know. have, it
3: would have sucked for the entire show, but it was really great for one season.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, Agreed. and,
3: uh, cause it really just brought this whole, brought us into the universe and it really gave us some continuity and. Um, but yeah, I think that they probably just solved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm
4: sure because <laughs> it was they within did.
3: this season that they were they just were like maximum warp or whatever. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Dan says Jeff needs one of those sportscasters' headsets with the mic attached. I that's for sure true. do. I'm shocked that you <laughs> Actually, haven't called you Jeef, which I really like. Yeah,
3: that's my <laughs> name now, Jeef. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you have trans warp and coaxial warp that could be developed over those 25 years. Totally. Yeah, or spore drive, motherfucking <laughs> spore drive. Jeef, <Chief. laughs> you're Jeef now. Yeah, I'm Jeef. Sorry.
3: No, uh, r- uh, my friend Rocky coined that name.
0: Jeef. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. like it. I like it. It's
3: for real now. I'm like puffy. Like I just have like I'm just gonna change it now to Jeef. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Jeef engineer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Jeef for prez.
0: <laughs> oh. uh, Sean says one thing that always bothered me is the Romulans and Klingons had cloaking but the Federation didn't um, yeah no, so they, there, there's the, the Federation the has of, a
3: treaty the Treaty of them. Algernon
0: I believe yeah. uh, where the the Federation like in order to stop war you know and like continuing like war they make a treaty thing. it's like yeah, a good faith thing it's a good faith thing
3: they're like we're never gonna hide our presence from you you will always know that we're there
0: yeah and that is developed a lot in Deep Space Nine which is super mm-hmm. cool and I love the fact that in the in the future scenes in the last episode, they show the, Ener- the Enterprise having a cloaking device, right? Yeah. Am I, am, did I make that up? That happened, right?
3: That happened. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was the Enterprise.
0: Yeah. And like refitted entro- wh- retrofitted Enterprise. Are you
3: talking about the last episode again? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Admiral Riker.
0: Admiral Riker, totally
3: invokes. Cl- yeah. Cloaking.
0: Uh, Justin says sixty years of peace due to that treaty. Um. Oh, Paula says it's a black hat, white hat thing. Good guys don't hide. That's interesting.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we'll get into that more when we That's get into dope. the Pegasus. Thank which you. Is coming yeah.
3: Up. Let's go back to that um, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up is Inheritance, episode 10. Data meets Juliana Tainer, former wife of Dr. Noonien and Sung, and Data's quote unquote mother. But she holds a shocking secret that even she doesn't know she carries.
3: I love this one. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um,
0: I just remember this actress from Lost. I mean, I remember her. When I watched Lost, I remembered her from this. Oh, and now God. when I watch this again, I'm like, she was in Lost,
3: which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was great, though. I really liked her. Yeah. Um, she's very pretty. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the, the crux of this episode is that. This woman claims to be Data's mother. She was married to Dr. Soong and helped design Data. But then we find out towards the end that she's actually an android also, but she doesn't even know it. She
3: doesn't know it.
0: Yeah. Data finds this hologram of his dad, which I loved.
3: Uh, That was cool, but... it was kind of cheap like i'm just is he dead or what we're always seeing him like (laughs) he's like ah i cleverly he's like the old man from into the woods i I, yeah
0: (laughs) when at first i appear i seem mysterious he's
3: like dude what's going on with you you really you had the foresight to just leave little messages to your son like literally everywhere
0: i bought that completely He's (laughs) he's a fucking cybernetics genius he can program an interactive hologram no problem
3: Okay, (laughs) I guess you're right.
0: Data,
2: I hope somehow it would be you. I even created a response program to answer your questions.
0: I love how Data figured out that she was an android before, before he found out for sure. By watching her, like, play violin and it, or viola and it being, like, exactly the same. The both exact
3: times. same, like, yeah. Was, yeah.
0: And how her, her eye blinking pattern was the same as his. Yeah.
3: I, I love it's stuff like, like that. It's, like, designed to look random, but yeah. only he would be able to see that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I love when they go into the nitty-gritty details of what it would be like to be an android. Right. You know, like, to have a positronic brain and to have this, like, mechanical body that is governed by algorithms. Yeah, he That's probably so he's
3: probably just looking at people literally all the time and like noticing every little detail about them but he does all of these things simultaneously. Yeah. Which to me is a trip. Like, you know. He
0: must have such a good sense of smell. He probably smells all of our farts.
3: Yeah, and he doesn't Even care. It was like it's yesterday. Not, it's not bad for him.
0: He's like, Riker walks in and he's like, Riker farted three times yesterday. Yeah, he <laughs> knows wonder. that. Yeah. yeah. He
3: probably knows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Justin says, uh, Brent Spiner's favorite actor to work with is himself.
3: I believe that.
0: What's the difference between an android and a robot, says Dan. Uh, an android is way more complicated. And a and-
3: robot's a slave.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. some. There's like that's a whole debate, Jeff Jeef. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean my my understanding of the distinction is that an android is meant to look and act human as well as like a robot could you know. A robot like does Terminator. a job, right? Yeah. Whereas like an Android well, not necessarily has feelings, but is like more self aware and is more of a yeah more of a complete being. What do you guys think? What did they say yeah, in that? Yeah, what do you Justin?
3: guys think?
0: Yeah, let us Justin's
3: know. got hella opinions.
0: Which is Justin, you're being very helpful and I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, Filling in our memory gaps. What do you think? Gaps. What do you
3: think? What's the difference you guys between a robot and an android? I feel like androids kind of act a little more independently regardless of them having feelings or not. Hmm. Um, whatever universe you want to look at. I mean in Star Trek um, I, I think the distinction There's a certain amount of AI involved, you in, know. In
0: Star Trek I think the distinction is the positronic brain. Which right i is more and i so think that advanced. that would
3: be the distinction to an effect in almost anything where anything's called an android like that higher s- form the of higher sophistication
0: thinking.
3: yeah i guess like
0: yeah are androids specifically mechanical or can be they be made of organic material yeah i mean i i, I don't
3: have the science to back anything up
0: yeah i don't really. know i think that maybe maybe data has you know, like inorganic skin that is made to act like organic skin. I don't know. Oh, thank
3: you, Sean. I'm sorry if you, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks, Sean. We'll see you soon. Hopefully Bye, chief. Thanks Thanks. for hanging with us.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Justin says you got the definition right, but yeah, they basically have human form, but are not necessarily sentient for robots. You're saying, or androids. What are you saying? (laughs) The kind
3: of, the kind of goes into Android and what?
0: So androids have to have human form but are is not that, necessarily sentient. Yeah. Yeah. I can I'm, see that. I've always thought about it in relationship to the positronic brain just because of data.
3: Yeah. I feel like robots are just more, i I associate them with more like mechanical functions where yeah. they have a job that they do and it's probably only going to be a couple things.
0: Totally. Paula says, uh, the difference is appearance with androids being made to look like humans on the outside, but with robot like internal mechanics. Yeah, so I think I think some consistent things are popping up. That yeah. like, androids are do- supposed to look and act human.
3: That's at least that's at least consistent. I feel like across yeah. u- across different fictional universes. Yeah, but yeah, this one's great. I like that she had this mechanism to shut down as soon as she figured something out. Yeah, totally. Um, that was brilliant. Yeah, um, and I just really like the idea of data having a mother because we're always so focused on the father aspect of it. It mm-hmm. didn't even occur to me.
0: I know that
3: he had a mother. Like not even for a second. Like, yeah. and then so,
0: hearing her talk about having to deactivate lore and like data's awkward like childhood and yeah. like, teenage years yeah you know, she talked puberty. about him
3: running na- around naked which is something yeah. babies do yeah and you like, know a so a full-grown
0: man running around yeah. naked
3: <laughs> <laughs> <It's great. laughs> that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> but she he's like i can't be embarrassed but you know but it was a little awkward and like it was just funny. Yeah. It's just really cute. Yeah, I like it. I really, I, really I like enjoyed it. it. And I really loved them playing their duet together. And yeah. He has mom issues, you know? He kind of does. Yeah. Cause he's like trying to figure out if she's telling the truth. And everyone's like, well, maybe she is, dude. Like he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, that's natural. And he's like, no, but really, I don't know. Like she seems <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I totally forgot. I was just gonna say the
3: modesty subroutine. Yes, exactly.
0: Oh yeah, that. Thank you, Paula. That reminds me. Uh, she says, "I like data showing selfless humanity and letting her keep the illusion of being human." So that's like the big moral that question a, in this episode. Is that's
3: like, a big step for him too? I think. Yeah, like, yeah. I,
0: for me, like there's not really a question because if you tell her that she's not human, her programming would break. Like it's it seems like she's what designed it? to like she turns off if ever. No. any evidence of like her being an Android. But he gives comes her, out.
3: he. oh yeah, I guess so.
0: So I, I was questioning whether or not it's even possible to tell her she's an Android or if her programming might shut down.
3: No, but I don't know if that still applies once you take that holographic chip out of her.
0: Oh really? That's I didn't, what, I that's didn't...
3: the impression that I got. Oh. Was that that doesn't, that no longer applies without that chip in her and you can tell her and she would just know and have to be miserable for the rest of her life.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, do you think they made the right choice by not telling her? Yes, her I absolutely do. I absolutely
3: yeah. do. Because that, that just would have been so jarring, I think.
0: Hey, Ouija Gaming has subscribed. Thank you for subbing. Thanks, you see Ouija. that little animation? Isn't that Yeah, good? that's
3: dope. I really like I it. I like your dancing C-3PO. I know.
0: I love it. It makes me so it's happy. So cool. <laughs>
3: um,
0: yeah, I mean, I'm really conflicted on that one because I feel like, uh, like truth is so important like like the first duty of every starfleet officer is to the truth.
1: I feel
3: like I feel like I, I'm always on the other side of this debate and maybe saying this on the internet will someday work against me, but sometimes the truth just isn't the best thing.
0: Yeah, and I'm. I'm. Don't I don't I don't dispute like, that. And
3: but but I feel like anytime I have any conversation to this effect, I'm always like on the side that's like, no, this person doesn't need to know the truth about this thing.
0: Yeah, like I mean, the sh-
3: like um the Moriarty never episode where he takes off in that shuttlecraft. Right right, right. right. The that's universe. a very good I was like parallel. no, good. Like yeah. he shouldn't know. Fuck it. Like let him just live out and be happy. Yeah. You know, like just you know what? What's what's the use in telling him otherwise?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I'm doing the Matrix trial coming up. Well, actually, we're recording tomorrow, and I've I would like a to lot. do a
3: blurb about that. because oh, I'd love i that. have yeah. a lot of. I love the Matrix. I
0: would. I would love that yeah. for sure. But I'm thinking a lot about: uh, is it better to be comfortable or live in reality? So,
3: you know? I will talk about this more <laughs> in that blurb. <laughs> but with the Matrix, also, with the Matrix, also, I'm like, why? What does it matter if consciousness is just in your mind? What does it matter? Why do you need to be out? Fine. Let the robots use us as shitty batteries, by the way. <laughs> Let them use us as shitty batteries. If our consciousness still exists in this universe of, you know, of something that's the exact same thing as living life, then why? Why do I need to be living in that shitty world? And yeah. when I could live in another shitty world where I can have steak if I want to.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, totally. like,
0: yeah, I mean, th- when I was a kid and I saw The Matrix for the first time, thank
3: you, Daniel.
0: <laughs> when I was a kid, like, those questions, the answer for me was always, I would want reality. And as I get older, I question that more.
3: Yeah, you know? I I gave up on reality a long yeah. time. Ago. Now I just don't know. Now I just yeah, don't know. I, I just need to live in the way that I'm living right now, and that's fine because I've got my own problems here, and they can't be being in any real reality can't give me any easier problems. I'd rather deal with these solvable ones than ones where I'm trying to take down a robotic race. That's using me for fuel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, back to the episode, I, I'm still conflicted. Like I didn't have a strong sense of what the right thing to do was. Mm -hmm. And I love that they debated it and came to their own conclusion. You know, I thought that was really interesting. So this is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I say that a lot, and it's always true. This is episode 11, Parallels. After Worf returns from a Batleth tournament, he is the only person who notices subtle changes on the Enterprise.
3: That's so good. Yeah. I loved this one. This is when you first see Worf and Troy, and I was like... I didn't know that I wanted something for two characters as badly as I want this. Like I didn't know. I know. I I had no idea, but that's all I've wanted for the rest of the series after this episode. Uh, Like (laughs) I, I've always had issues with Worf. Like, if Mm. you go back and listen to all of the other episodes, I always have some Klingon issue or some Worf issue. I'm like, you guys need to chill out with that. (laughs) And I really, really love that we're seeing Worf in some other conflicts that aren't just Klingon-based, you know? Yeah. I really loved seeing this side of Worf. I think that... I had never thought about it but somebody like Troy is so great for Worf because he's (laughs) so like guarded and she has the ability to like bring you know people's feelings to the surface without feeling she's just kind enough and smart enough for him you know what I mean yeah they balance well yeah they balance so well and now I'm like wow I like Worf now this is so cool and Worf has been one of my favorite characters this season yeah and I've literally never said that on this show before like Yeah, yeah like i was very very happy with what they did with him this season i'm very very excited yeah yeah
0: the the moment where Wharf like gets home to his uh is it in his quarters Or Troy's quarters I don't remember But the moment where like It's his quarters It's his quarters and like, So when
3: she goes To oh, sit on right. his bed He's and like she goes
0: on the bed
4: what
3: and, what Yeah the moment where there? like
0: They reveal that They are together Is so surprising Yeah It's like so surprising I thought she was trying
3: To like seduce him Or yeah. something And like I don't know What that was there's just
0: like No lead up to this yeah. at all And then all of a but sudden Like they're so married I know it. I yeah. love it I love it I know I'm so into it
1: <laughs> It's so good Come on you can't talk to me who can you talk to
2: Hmm? I do not believe this is appropriate
0: behavior
3: even for your wife
0: wife yeah chief
3: impact I like that one
0: impact is great
3: yeah that's like a cool stage name
0: Paula says this was great right down to data's eye color keeps changing I noticed that too it's so weird it's creepy (laughs) yeah um Justin says what's always been weird to me is how Worf's personality changed from TNG to DS9. I really agree with that. I was really frustrated by Ooh. by that. La, 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 oh yeah, la, la, Jeff hasn't seen
3: I kind of want to see DS9. 9, so. You
0: should absolutely watch it. It's a great show. We'll see. It's a great show. Yeah. And Worf becomes a uh well, never mind. I'm not going to tell you anything.
3: Yeah, don't tell me anything.
0: Uh yeah. And Terror from the Jeef Pretty good. I'm, I like Jeep Impact a lot. I like
3: Jeep Impact. That's yeah. like a cool stage name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, so I love seeing Worf in a technical situation, because you don't Mm -hmm. really think of him as, like, a technical guy. Mm -hmm. But he's, like, the, the, you know, the tactical officer. Yeah. He's firing the phasers. He knows how to use shit.
3: Yeah, he's not an idiot either. Like, like, uh, you know, at first you don't want to take Worf seriously when he's, like, jumping around, you know, like, because you don't usually see him in these... um, and these situations where you have to believe him.
0: Right. You know what I mean? He's like, always the doubter. He's
3: always the doubter. And... Um
0: Never the doughty.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it's really cool to see him have to use his brain to get out of something, you know, like because uh, you know he's usually the strong man and right. he's very like hard-headed warrior type person, you know. So it's really cool to have to see him use like his brain because you have to be smart to get through Starfleet. You can't just yeah, be absolutely. an idiot and go through totally. Starfleet. That's not a thing.
0: You don't become like the security chief of of the flagship right. unless you know how to use all the tools. Exactly. Yeah. So. But they don't show him doing that stuff that often. They did it a couple times this season mm-hmm. where, like, uh, I remember he was in engineering at one point, and someone said, "Oh, Worf, th- this thing needs to be done," and then Worf does it. Yeah, he know? just
3: does it. Um, and it's it's really cool. Uh, I just Jeepers really
0: Sutherland. That's good. <laughs>
3: brr, brr. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's
0: very good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> very
0: I imagine good. Dan like sitting there, like.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, exact... <laughs> Sutherland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's classic what I'm Daniel, classic <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, and I think I think what
3: God, I love Worf this season. Yeah. I just really do.
0: I think what sets this episode like way over the top for me is the relationship between Worf and Troy. Like planting the seed of of the audience wanting that, which they then like they like tickle it for the rest and of the season. And then they take it
3: away. But the last for like episode. like a second. No, 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 ep- no. I know, but I'm just saying like like oh, I just at the end love that episode. anticipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that anticipation. I love Wharf lead follower get out of the way attitude. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Um,
0: He's a man of uh absolutes.
3: Yeah, he really is. Um which is another thing that makes the Troy and and Wharf thing so fun for the yeah. rest of the season, totally. you know, cuz like He's very worried about what Riker would think, you know. Yeah,
0: and he's nervous. And, he, and yeah, it's just, it's so adorable, <laughs> and
3: I just love seeing that kind of growth with him. And you know, mm-hmm. I also just love romantic stories. So, um, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Yeah, I, really I also this like episode.
0: I adore adore the rest of this episode too. Like, yeah, the, it's like as a sci-fi nerd, this is what I love from Star Trek mm-hmm. when you have this crazy situation that is like unfolding one little weird thing at a time and you have to figure it out before the universe explodes. Come on, like give it to me all day, every day. Like that's the last episode is like that too. Yeah. Uh, It's very similar storytelling to this episode, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then other episodes like disaster from, I think season four where the enterprise keeps blowing up over and over. Um,
3: his attitude gets more tempered by his experiences in TNG, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he totally. grows throughout the whole season, and it's great yeah. to see the culmination of that.
0: He sees like the... I'm
3: glad that I like the person he became, for sure.
0: Yeah, he sees yeah. the weakness of the Klingon Empire and then like the strength of humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think he starts to...
3: Reconcile
0: them. Allow a little more human ethos to kind of enter his mm-hmm. his brain. Yeah.
3: Well, because yeah. he starts seeing the honor.
0: Yeah, he sees the and that's honor in the prime can, directive, it seems Yeah, like. and then he yeah. that's
3: something he can very much relate to.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. No DS9 spoilers for Shut
3: up, Jeff. Justin. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so I love like the slow uh, unraveling of a mystery that this mm-hmm. episode has. And the, I had never heard of like, quantum realities before I saw this episode. And now it's, like, everywhere. I mean, Rick and Morty is built off of this. Yeah. And I think maybe even this episode, because I know that a lot of, like, the current crop of showrunners watch this show growing up Mm -hmm. and were introduced to a lot of sci-fi ideas from this show. So, like, all of, like, the the quantum realities in Rick and Morty seems exactly like what they're saying in this episode. It's, like, the further away you get from your reality, the weirder things get. (laughs) Until you get to the point where there's, like, this destroyed society where riker and war are the only people left alive and they're trying to kill everyone else
3: oh my gosh they had to kill they had to kill an enterprise yeah they, they, they had, had to, to blow up an enterprise one of them to stop
0: that enterprise from like killing other yeah Enterprises. that's just
3: crazy to me yeah shut your jeef hole <laughs> jeef is in the jeep that has a leaf on her seat <laughs> awesome parenthood makes a more thoughtful character absolutely yeah, and you see that later in the Alexander episode of this season, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, right at the end of the season. That's like when he allows Alexander to make his own choice because he's his own man, and if he's going to be a man, he has to be able to make choices for himself. You know? Yeah, totally. It's really cool.
0: Paula says the original series had alternate realities too. That's true. They had the mirror universe, which implies that there's two universes. There's like our universe and like bizarro universe mm-hmm. where this episode it's like there are infinite universes. Yeah. Like every it's like every choice that you could possibly make spawns a new universe and there's just like infinite universes everywhere um which i it's a really interesting idea and then like watching warf kind of skating through these yeah and it makes me actually wonder uh like which warf are we following are we following our timeline the whole time Or are we following our our wharf from the timeline of the show the whole time? Or are we following a different wharf and he passes through our timeline at some point? I mean, we don't know.
3: I don't know, man.
0: Wouldn't that be weird? If like maybe his first jump to the slightly altered reality was like the the cast from our main show and maybe that wharf was different. I remember thinking that this time somewhere along the way because um, we were on one ship and then they found another ship that said that wharf was theirs. I'm like, that other one must be... The prime universe, right? But who knows?
3: What is the prime universe? Well, who, who, which, <laughs> what, what, what makes that universe the prime one?
0: Ac- according to,
3: <laughs> according to Star
0: Trek canon. So
3: many questions. So, b-
0: because there's so many universes in Star Trek, they've actually come up with some like nomenclature to describe what we're seeing. Uh, and the main universe is called the Prime Universe. Like that's the one where there's one continuity from was, like beginning joking. to end. That makes sense. There's also the Kelvin Universe, which is in the J.J. J. Abrams movies. And there's actually questions right now as to whether or not discovery is taking place in the Prime Universe or not. Um, like the writers have said that they are, but it I doesn't don't quite like make any sense. of this.
3: I don't like that. Just chill out with that. I Just love have this the shit. shows. Be the shows, and that's fine. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's also It goes back
3: to me not needing to know about like. <laughs>
0: Well, something cool that (laughs) I was thinking about recently is like... Reality bullshit. I was reading something that said that every time...
3: Perspective is the prime universe. I like that.
0: uh, Every time there's like a time travel episode, uh, just by time traveling, it seems like that would create a new reality because sometimes there's like slightly changed things when they go back to the future. Yeah,
3: totally. Which
0: means that the moment you time travel, like you enter a different quantum reality than you were just in. Because when you go back to to the future, it's a different... Reality slightly. I mean, Back to the Future did that.
3: I'm sorry, but it really distracted me with this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, everything slightly changes, but that's the thing about the whole quantum universe thing. If Like, the slightest change just creates a different universe, so. Yeah. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah. Asht- Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no? All right. <laughs> I did not see that. Sorry, I'm,
0: I'm I'm reloading this page. And Miles is like, okay, come on, bud. Miles is freaking out. Miles wants to be up here.
3: Star Trek has gone off the G-Fend.
0: Okay. Why don't we... Let's 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 discuss the episode and then check in with chat and go back and forth. Okay, sorry. Because it's very... We you guys getting, are
3: distracting us. We keep losing our discussion. <laughs> I'm imagining
0: myself trying to edit this later. And I'm like, oh God, this is going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next up is episode 12, The Pegasus. When Riker's first commanding officer comes aboard to aid in the search for the vessel they served on, he is forced to rethink the actions he took at that time. So his old uh, captain, captain Pressman played by John Locke from lost.
3: (laughs) I knew it. I couldn't figure out who he was. I was like staring at him the whole time.
0: Yeah. He returns and they have to go find this experimental ship that they used to serve on where there was a mutiny and Riker helped his captain get off the ship and like was not on the side of the mutineers and and
3: covered it up
0: and, and helped cover it up. And over the years, he started to regret it and think that maybe the mutineers had it right. Yeah. Uh, And it's really really I believe that
3: Because John Locke's a dick
0: Yeah he's a terrible That guy sucks
3: dude I hated him
0: (laughs) Yeah Yeah he doesn't seem to have The uh...
3: (laughs) I had to look away Look away I know
0: I saw Admiral Asshat And it was really good Yeah (laughs) Um yeah, and I lost my train of thought. That's that's the danger of looking at chat. You
3: need to put a piece of paper over chat.
0: And just open it up like yeah. every three minutes. <laughs> we'll 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 be in and out. We'll yeah. we'll like talk for a second, then we'll come check in with chat. Yeah. That's the only way.
3: He is an asshat though. I hate that guy. Yeah. Um uh yeah. And then we really figure out the initial reason why he picked Riker as his first officer in the first mm-hmm. place, because he has the ability to
1: you mean stand Picard? Up. Yeah,
3: stand yeah. up for himself and and, and, stand, and stand up, up for, for his what's captain. right. Yeah, and stand up for his captain if it's necessary. You know, but he, he
0: made that decision based off of like false records because the truth, truth. was hidden because yeah. of uh, truth. Like Starfleet yeah. intelligence was working on a cloaking device in yeah. secret.
3: But that doesn't change who Riker became, and he's. It's not like he worked alongside a stranger, you know. Yeah. For all this time.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
3: Oh, Lavar Burton directed this one.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: Uh, this also has Captain Picard Day
3: that was so cute
0: (laughs) which is adorable I
3: love that it's
0: so cute and And I love how uncomfortable it makes Captain Picard it's so great I don't see why we have to do this every
2: year I thought that last year the teachers had agreed that they wouldn't do this anymore Captain Picard Day is one of the children's favorite school activities they look forward to it all year
1: why does it have to be me
2: because you're the captain and they look up to you you're a role model for them. Oh, yeah. they seem to have a somewhat exaggerated impression of
1: me. I don't know. I think the resemblance is rather striking. Wouldn't you agree, Number One? Isn't there
2: something else you have to do?
1: I'll be on the bridge.
0: This also like gets into like the the Treaty of Algernon. Like, why don't we have? A uh like a cloaking device, you know? Like right. why doesn't That's the Federation? When we have find one?
3: out about that, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the Romulans are stalking them when they're trying to find the Pegasus in that asteroid field.
3: Oh, I forgot about that.
0: This episode is cool too. Yeah, it's just really cool. It was a
3: lot of stuff was going on.
0: Yeah, Um, there's like a lot of special effects. There's like the asteroid field. There's the ship that's halfway in the wall inside of a giant asteroid. Yeah, it felt a little like Star Wars ish.
3: Yeah, I liked that a lot. I had asteroid field stuck in my head during that. It's Jesse Mercury. Oh, that makes me really Um, happy. (laughs) I'm checking. Let's do it. This is why, and that's why you don't fuck around with phasing tech because half of you will end up inside of an asteroid. Yeah. And half of you will end up being in the vacuum of space.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it seems like, I mean, they had orders from Starfleet to to test this cloaking device, but it directly violates a treaty. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why a lot of people mutinied is because they weren't willing to do that. Yeah,
3: because treaties um, are there for a reason. Yeah.
0: And that's a really that's a really interesting yeah. question. Like, do you... Do you listen to your commanding officer or do you do what you know is right based off of like Starfleet
3: treaties? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, But I think that's why Riker and Jean-Luc are so great together, though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you see who he, whom Riker used to work with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, this helps to explain why, why Riker didn't take a command when he could. Mm-hmm. Because I think that he doesn't believe that he's ready. Yeah. And I think this and experience has a lot to do with it. It
3: explains why he feels like he's not ready. Because yeah. I didn't quite buy it when he turned on his command. You know? yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. I always thought that that was strange, but I yeah, I really dug that. Yeah. I love this episode. They so the last episode of Star Trek Enterprise, they referenced this episode, uh, of TNG in the most bizarre way. Don't really? to tell you about it. Yes. So the the premise of the last episode of Enterprise is that Riker is trying to figure out what to do in this situation, like which way to go, and he starts a holodeck program to help him decide. And the holodeck program is the Enterprise crew from like their from this crazy mission that was like one of their last missions. So he's like using so I mean you've been watching the show for four years basically with these characters and then Riker uses those characters to help him make this decision from an episode that aired like a decade earlier it's so dumb
2: you sure you don't want to talk about what happened I've told you everything I can if it's a question of breaking a promise not a promise an order have you learned anything on the holodeck about breaking orders
1: not yet I've gone back a couple of days earlier to get a perspective I really don't see how this is going to help
2: that's why you run a starship and I'm a
1: counselor. That it's is really bonkers.
3: unsatisfying to yeah. watch. Everybody hated it. Everyone hated <laughs> it. That just takes it. a lot of momentum out of what's going on, I feel like.
0: Yeah, they yeah. wanted to make like a love letter to the fans, a love letter to Star Trek by bringing it back to what people really loved about Star Trek, which was the Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, that's you know? cheap. It, yeah, make your own, kind of make cheap. your own show. And then like <laughs> Wrecker and Troy were in it and they looked 10 years older. Yeah. And they were trying to like slide them back into this episode it was it was really bizarre no that's weird it didn't work i don't like like that i don't like it might have been more than 10 years i actually don't quite remember what year it came out (laughs) we have uh g foxworthy yep uh justin says i love picard's reasoning for choosing riker i wanted someone who would stand up to me
3: yeah exactly
0: i like the fact that riker is not quite as solid of a dude is picard you know mm-hmm. as far as like knowing what to do he seems like more personable and more um like emotionally available but he doesn't seem to know the right thing to do sometimes yeah and those are the times where where picard is like really necessary
3: because
0: mm-hmm. he seems to always know and actually a line of dialogue i really loved in that episode we talked about um
3: the one where they were could read each other's thoughts uh-huh, and uh-huh. she and You he know what pretends, I'm thinking. Yeah. I was like, no, I know where you're going with this. So yeah. and he pretends to know what he's doing. She's like, you're just making this up. Yeah. And totally. he's like, not always, but like, yeah, sometimes I have to look like I know what I'm doing. It's totally. just part of it. like, yeah. <laughs> I like, loved that. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I thought that was I so cool. I love that. Yeah, and I, I liked it. It seems like there are some repercussions for this for Riker at the end. Yeah. And he really, like, Picard, like, dressed him down and did not say, like, usually when you get dressed down at the end of an episode, it's like, right before you turn out the... Right, right when you're walking out the door, he said, oh, and Will, yes, sir, good work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like, you did good. Like, I'm okay with you breaking the rules because yeah. this was necessary. But this time, it just, like, didn't happen. Abs-
3: yeah. Well, because he did something bad. He did yeah, a bad thing. Totally. You know? And-
0: All right. Up next, we have Homeward. Worf's foster brother violates the Prime Directive by saving a group of villagers from a doomed planet.
3: So his brother... His foster brother is in uh, the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, really? As the Daddy Capulet. <laughs> no way. Yeah. He totally is. Oh, my God. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like 99% sure. I didn't actually <laughs> check this, but that's how unmistakable that guy's face is. <laughs> yeah. But I should I should change. Nikola, yeah.
0: Yeah, Nikolai, yeah.
3: Nikolai, yeah.
0: Nikolai Rozenko. I There's a lot I like about this episode. I... Always had questions about Worf's upbringing mm-hmm. after we met his parents. Yeah, I mean these people They're raised such Worf.
3: Sweet people. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so interesting. I love
3: them. So getting to
0: meet his brother, getting to learn a little bit about uh, what it was like growing up with a Klingon in the family. Yeah, you know, like an adopted Klingon. I really enjoyed all of that stuff. Um, the guy, so the actor in this one that I recognize is this. Uh, the dude that was, like, the keeper of the The one memories. that discovers
3: that yeah, they're in the holodeck. the one that gets on the Enterprise. Yeah.
0: He's in Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce.
3: Ew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I've been watching with Andy. Uh, which is surprisingly um, addicting. Yeah. But uh, there's slow moments in this episode, for sure. Like, there it's are. a little on the slower side.
3: There are. There's some cool stuff that happens, but... um Mostly... I'm lukewarm about this episode. I liked seeing some of the backstory stuff, of course. Like, that was the most enjoyable part of this episode. I liked yeah. seeing Worf in a costume. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I always think it's funny when Worf is, like, in a costume of some sort.
0: And you know that I love when a main character is made up as a different alien than yeah. they normally are? Yeah, so the, the, this that. one
3: was also a good one for that. Yeah. And, um, oh, Penny one,
0: Johnson's in this. Who? Penny Johnson. She's on the Orville, and she was also on Deep Space Nine. Oh, cool. Yeah. She plays uh, Nikolai's wife.
3: So, okay, so the thing that I was going to talk about that is that I felt some of the, some of the, um, some questionable morals there.
0: Oh, my God, totally.
3: Yeah, like... Where he impregnated one he of the Im- women
0: in a village he was studying, Nikolai. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: fucked up. Yeah. I think that's kind of messed up. Like, And he... he can
0: never tell her that he's human.
3: Yeah, and that's... Uh...
0: Their baby's gonna be half human, and he can never tell her.
3: Yeah, he's also not for real. Like, right?
0: He's not he, that species. Yeah, he's not yeah. that
3: species. They're gonna find out something's up.
0: Yeah,
4: when
3: he comes out without a weird nose thing. Yeah, and like <laughs> totally. And like you know, he had he's kind of in a position. This is like a like a less advanced civilization totally so there's like this weird power dynamic there that like she doesn't right. know about and that's like weird i like totally agree that i was thinking that the whole time that's, that's kind of a crime i think like yeah. you know
0: i think it should be
3: so i was kind of weirded out by that by the end of the episode i was like ooh, yeah. that's not good you seemed so so just at the beginning right. of it, like trying to save everyone, but you're going around sticking your dick in the locals and not telling them what's up with that. Like, yep. you know, like that's not cool.
0: Totally. Yeah. 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 I, I really took issue with that. I also, there's also a lot about the prime directive in this episode where they're going to let this whole society die, you yeah. know, like according to the prime directive, they have to do they,
3: they thought do they did.
0: Yeah, totally. They yeah. left. They thought that they were leaving them to die and they yeah. were okay with that. So. They're
3: okay with that, but that's, you yeah, know what not, I, mean. I mean, it, it was painful <laughs> yeah. for them.
0: But like the prime directive says that you can't help them. And I remember being so pissed at the beginning of the episode. But then there's a conversation where they're talking about it, and Crusher says, or Crusher's like pushing Picard on it. And they talk about how like what if we save this species and they grow up to be like a, a negatively dominating force in the galaxy? Like that's on us. Yeah. And we can't take the chance. We don't know what's gonna happen. If these people can't save themselves, we can't save them either. Yeah. Because we can't we can't make that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, like making the choice to save someone is making that choice for the universe. Right. I mean they Which
3: would is have really died. Compelling they would arguing. have died if they had yeah. no way to get off that, that planet. That's yeah. just how that would have gone, whether totally. or not the you know, Federation was there, so...
0: Right. But what do you think about that? Because, like, the, the empathetic part of me can't accept that it's okay to let a whole species die like that.
3: I don't know, man. Um, that's a big question. Yeah. I don't know, like... What do th- you guys think about There's, this? like, a logical person in me that just believes, like... I think that the whole prime direct... If I were part of a thing, you know, that had that kind of responsibility then I can see why they would do it I guess you yeah know? but um, I did like the way they because I remember thinking that why don't you just beam them off board like you know on board or something you know and like I remember thinking something like that like there must be something they could do I know that they've broken the prime directive for other stuff like this you know right. so like I don't know like if I could ever make that decision but the logical person in me says yeah you have to let them die hmm. you know but I did like how they ended up I liked the solution that Nikolai came up with. I thought that was a very good solution and it wasn't until I found out that he had impregnated somebody that I was weirded out, you know, but I thought, I thought that that was a really good solution and I didn't buy that there were so many problems with it. Like once again, the holodeck is fucking up. Like why can't they get that thing working ever? Right. (laughs) That seemed
0: very convenient to the story, you know, like something happened to fuck up the holodeck right when they're, it was the storms that were affecting the planet. And the reason the planet was being destroyed also affected the enterprise. Right. And fucked up the holodeck.
3: Right. I think somebody has something of value to say here. Yeah.
0: Dan says, I have a really hard time not being a passive observer and I'm only shaken out of it when I see other people doing it.
3: Okay. I don't. We have
0: an autocorrect. (laughs) I don't understand the end of that. Yeah. Justin says, I understand Starfleet's reasoning, but then again, the universe is mostly rocks, gas, radiation, and humongous forces we can barely comprehend. Life is rare. When I see, you only, you have a hard time not being a passive observer, and I'm only shaken out of it when I see other people doing it.
3: So you can be passive if you see other people being passive.
0: Yeah. Is is that what you're saying?
3: I think that's what you're saying. (laughs) Um, I'm also a little high, so it's like having trouble. It's hard to understand words. Being rational. Yeah. I understand Starfleet's reasoning, but then again, the universe is mostly rocks. Yeah. That's, yeah. It is rare. Like, who are we to just, not yeah. protect life if we yeah. have the ability to do it. You that's know? how I kind of feel. Yeah, and I, I get I think that.
0: After they've done this plan where they beam these people off, and the people don't even know they've left the planet. Yeah, like if which if I that's thought an was option, a really great
3: solution. Yeah. yeah, if that's
0: an option, maybe that's something that should be considered more often. Yeah, if a, if a species about is about to be destroyed, maybe
3: they need to figure out their holodeck stuff so they could <laughs> save more species like that. Yeah, you know, because there's plenty of habitable planets at this point. They have the ability yeah. to get to them.
0: Although it. It does seem that in the Star Trek universe, life is abundant, you know it's everywhere well, it's
3: only abundant because we have warp
0: right yeah yeah, yeah. we we can <laughs> we can get to places faster,
3: yeah, that's the only but, reason it's abundant. it's not actually abundant
0: well, and it, yeah, I mean I think that the I think that if there are i do think there are other like intelligent life forms out there, but I think that like the amount of different species they find on Star Trek. Seems like a lot, you know,
3: I guess so. But if you just think about like the how whole much space, is out how there? much space there is, yeah. it's like, but really? just like
0: all these people, 26 being able to reach episodes each other, of you know? weird
3: species, that's, that's abundant in the entirety. Of, like,
0: I'm well, just saying,
3: I'm just saying, just like, like saying like,
0: that there's 20, let's say like there's like hundreds within yeah. travelable distance where they're close enough that they can warp to each other in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, you know? for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I guess it depends on how big you see it.
0: Dan says, uh, if I see someone passed out on the sidewalk and other people just walk by them, ignoring them, I get really upset that someone isn't doing something. So then I will out of spite. Wow.
3: Ooh, saving people out of spite. I love that. That's... <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I instantly question that. Jeff instantly no, loves
3: no, it. <laughs> I, I, no, but that's, that's a good point, though. Like, yeah. would, would somebody do something would you do something if you saw nobody else doing something just because nobody else was doing it?
0: Yeah. Like I've been in that situation a couple times yeah. where I walked by someone who like obviously needed help. One time it was, I was in San Francisco. I was with this girl I was dating and this guy walked by who was like bleeding out of his head and was like staggering everywhere. And something obviously very really bad had happened. And she like grabbed her, um, her clothes and like went over to him and wrapped it around and like made a tourniquet on his head and wow, like helped cool. him and my immediate reaction was like oh my god oh my god blood what do i do yeah you know my immediate yeah. reaction was like i don't want to touch that i'm so scared right and she like jumped into action and helped this person i was like whoa that you're takes a lot that me. takes a
3: lot for a yeah. lot of people i yeah, my sure. uh, my friend my ex-boyfriend like one time we saw somebody passed out on the side of the road and they were, like, stuck, like, between a fence and, like, a bunch of, like, trees and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, that doesn't look good. Like, what if he's, like, dead or something? And I was like, we need to stop and check it out, you know? And yeah. he did not want to stop. Like, he did not stop. And and I understand, you know? He's like, I don't want to be involved in whatever's going on over there. Right. You know? Um,
0: yeah, I but, will say that, like, since then, I have stopped a couple times to help people that or ask people if they needed help that Mm -hmm. looked like they needed help and the answer has always been no every time it's been like get the fuck away from me like i and it's really bizarre you know and it makes me stings yeah it makes me feel like uh like a lot of those people a lot of them were just like really drunk you know um and we're just like
3: well drunk people don't really have their senses about them either yeah and
0: drunk people don't want help and yeah. like can't accept it. Yeah. So then it you're putting yourself in a position t- to try to help someone who doesn't want it and can't accept it. Yeah. But does need which it, which
3: could potentially put you in danger too. Right.
0: Which could put you yeah. in like legal trouble.
3: Whenever I'm in those situations, I typically think that there's someone more qualified than me to help, which makes me slow to action. Yeah. That's a but good point. make sure that everyone's bewareing of the bystander effect. I, I know? think
0: on Dan's point, yeah. call for help. Yeah. From call, someone call, who is more call somebody who's more like, qualified prepared than you. Yeah i think that's a really good solution that's a
3: great solution i like that
0: wow man this episode brought up a lot of stuff to talk about this is
3: great yeah we also like both smoke
0: weed and now we're getting all philosophical i'm glad (laughs) this
3: makes for good talk and totally i love it
0: okay next up please be sub roast i'm ready
3: Sub Rosa! Oh, God. The one
0: where Beverly fucks the so ghost. So you mentioned this, remember? Uh, in that, episode one.
3: It, yeah, you've mentioned it in episode one. We had that one song that we did together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Um, you and stayed you, up
0: late watching TNG on your iPad. It was the one where Beverly fucks the yeah, ghost. You wouldn't yeah. even like that episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I referenced this in a song. Yeah,
3: it's really good. Uh, and I didn't yeah. know which one you were talking about. And I didn't realize that I was going to have to watch the entire series before I finally <laughs> saw that this is the episode. And it yeah. was pretty terrible. I like... <laughs> Paula says skip. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this is the <laughs> worst episode of TNG. This is my least favorite. And there are bad episodes of this show. Yeah, like, but I've never heard episode. you
3: say... this. You're always saying this is one of the best. I've never heard you say this is the worst.
0: I despise and, this and episode. And apparently
3: this is l- I think literally this the worst episode. this episode
0: is like terrible writing. <laughs> Very questionable acting choices. Like yeah. it's not... Good. It's yeah. not good. Okay.
3: And the guy is not that hot. So, the, gu- here's the, the guy is not that hot. Here's
0: the description. Beverly Crusher attends her grandmother's funeral, but a mysterious entity that inhabited her grandmother is now focusing on her. There's this like weird alien life form that is pretending to be a spirit or ghost that is living inside of this candle yeah. that <laughs> That, that Beverly I Crusher's like the women in her family have been like passing down for years and this so candle they've, been, spe-
3: they've all been fucking the same they've guy. all been fucking the same ghost yeah, yeah for like generations yeah
0: you didn't light the candle you didn't light the candle it's like that guy has the worst accent you've ever heard it's this planet of Scottish people it makes no yeah. sense it makes no sense why did they do this it's yeah. so stupid it was
2: bad oh I think your imagination is think bad. what you want see what you want just do as I say. I light that candle and then't go to that house. Or before you know it, I'll be burying
0: another Howard in this cemetery. Paula bad. says romance romance novels, soft porn, gag me with a phaser.
3: <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love that. Um, yeah, it was bad.
0: It's bad. It it's bad. It's it's a don't, gothic I romance I can't think story of any redeeming no
3: qualities of this.
0: There's one redeeming quality.
3: The set design in the cabin.
0: No, I didn't care for that that much. You really? It was I fine. It. it was it was, nice. a, it was a cabin. I I'm not watching Star Trek to see cabins, you know. I'm not watching Star Trek for, for any of this except for the, there's like one moment where there's like a fog rolls into the bridge and it's hilarious. That's the only moment in the whole episode that's yeah. worth watching. The rest of it's like garbage. And the guy who plays this this character, what was his name? Bonnergeist? I don't get it. What is his name? Give
3: me a pot of gold, would you, mate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What is this guy's this name? This guy,
3: they could have at least given me, like, a handsome bloke. Yeah, he looks... But they didn't even do that. So That guy is a evil. mess.
0: He, like, looks evil. He's he just obviously evil. He looks like evil. he smokes a lot. Where is the cast on this page? Here we go. Ronan. Duncan Regger... As Ronin. Ronin. Bonergeist.
3: <laughs> oh, Bonergeist. I thought it said Bonergeist. No,
0: Bonergeist. That's great. Yeah. The Bloker Amityville Geist. Boner. All right, guys. We have a new project.
3: All right. Boner puns. I know Fuck, you guys have uh, a lot of those.
0: No, ghost fucking puns. Yeah,
3: uh, but Amityville Boner.
0: Yeah, Amityville Horror. Oh, okay,
3: oh yeah, a ghost. Okay, I got Amityville. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean,. I just, I really just hate this. I also, I really hate that it seems to, like, change Beverly's brain. Uh, I th- I think that this is rape, you know? I think that this guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like, affecting
0: how she's thinking, because she obviously changes, uh, and then, like, sleeping with her.
3: And, and, at the end, she becomes kind of, not an apologist, I just think she's, like, like, yep. Stockholmed a little bit, because at the end, she, like, wants to believe that, her, she's like, well, it, she, I was reading her journals and she was never happier. And it's like, bitch, neither were you. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like and being then, on drugs. Yeah, like you and were on drugs. Like like, putting
0: someone on drugs so that you so that they will sleep with you is rape. Yeah, you know? that's
3: messed up, yeah. dude. Um, that's and like, I wanted to be uh, like, girl, respect yourself. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I think my biggest problem with this episode is, is Beverly's reaction to what's happening to her yeah. is not
3: like angry
0: it's i mean she's angry she's and she angry. kills him yeah and that, that one moment she screams is, a lot like thank she, god she at least kills this thing
3: also some good like hysterical acting from her if that i guess yeah. that might be one of the redeeming qualities of that because i really did like her hysteria when she was like yelling at him and i had never seen her be like that so it was cool. yeah
0: so jonathan um, frakes directed this one yeah also. i saw and i i saw an interview with him once where he was talking about season seven how he's like yeah we've got this great episode where you get to see uh like gates mcfadden you know oh like he said it simulating was great these things like he loved this episode he's like Ugh. he get to see her like simulating the sexual situation or something like that and he sounded like he was like that's really creep. enjoying it that's creepy. and it really creeped creeped creep me out. so i i find this whole episode to be so creepy and weird and i just it's like comically bad sometimes uh, but for the most part, it's just bad, bad, you know, yeah. it's like not fun, bad. I,
3: I didn't have enough fun for it to be redeeming at all uh, with the badness. Yeah. I did not find that yeah. fun.
0: Jeff is right now. It was embarrassing. Checking her social media posts of her being on this podcast mm-hmm. to see if people like it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and they do. A lot of you do. Thank you.
0: Nice. Oh, Paula says, crush your girlfriend. Learned a fake orgasm. <laughs> What?
3: Oh, got it. Crush. I was like, whose girlfriend? Crush's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that whole scene where she's yeah, like. Yeah, that was awkward. In the cabin and like, I, like Picard walks in on her and she's like Doing in the midst stuff. of having sex with a ghost. Yeah. And he's like, Beverly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, you don't knock. I mean, seriously, though, he doesn't knock.
3: Yeah, that was messed up.
0: I noticed this whole season that they just walk in on each other a lot in their homes.
3: Well, because they're, they're fam, you know, and they yeah. think it's going to be okay. I think and that, if you're jerking off, lock the door.
0: I think there's less of a sense of privacy among this culture. Yeah. I thought I think that was so. interesting. I think so. Well, that episode blows. Let's move on. At long last, Beverly has fucked a ghost. We can put that to rest until the next time I get righteously indignant about it, which will happen I'm sure. Anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna pause the conversation right there I'll bring you the rest of this next week, including our discussion of the finale uh, All Good Things, my favorite finale of any show ever and I we had a great discussion about it So that's coming up next week, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. Uh, it would be wonderful to have new ratings and reviews on iTunes if you would be so kind We are up to 11 5 star reviews, that's very exciting, so Whoever that was, thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at Sci Fi Project. Find my website, jessimercury.com. That has links to all of my shit my YouTube, my music, uh, ways to support this podcast and the rest of my cosmic creations. And most importantly, stay tuned because I have some great shows coming up. We'll be talking about Firefly, Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, The Dark Tower, and that's all coming within the next few weeks. So I'm going to play you this song called Beam Me Away to finish up the podcast today. I have had this idea circulating in my head for a really long time. I mean, just the chorus and singing Beam Me Away in that particular melody, that's where this kind of came from. I knew I wanted to sing a song about like my love of Star Trek, And whenever I try to write a sci-fi song, I try to have a personal story and then like a science fiction story on top of that. And, And what's underneath the surface of this one, what I'm thinking about when I wrote the lyrics was, you know, this feeling of watching our progress as a culture trickle away and be chipped at these little bits at a time where we're walking further away from this, you know, utopian Star Trek future and kind of regressing culturally and politically, I mean, especially politically, let's be honest. Uh, And and then that's stressful for someone who wants uh, wants a better future. It just makes me feel like sick and sad. So I wanted to uh, write a, a hopeful song about the future that I still want coming to pass. I recorded a couple versions of this. I'm gonna put out an alternate version on my premium podcast this week. Uh, but I'll tell you why I picked this take over that take if you listen to the premium podcast. You can find that at patreon.com slash Mercury sci-fi. Okay, that's enough chatting for this week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the guitar and play you this brand new song that I just finished writing called Beam Me Away. <laughs>
2: Sand. For as far as I can see a wasteland But out there in the stars There are wondrous beings with dreams like ours Be me away now Be me up from this place say Someday I will be up there From a distance our world sparkles as bright as theirs Be me away now Be me up from this place Be me away now Take me to outer space This is my way
0: Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay nerdy out there.